Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. And remember to join my wife and myself at Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking today about a good work that God will complete. And so we want to talk about that today. What is this good work that God is going to complete in us? Well, our key verse we want to go to is Philippians 1.6, which actually says, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And so, you know, uh, for years, uh, I used to think that this was just God's way of allowing problems in our life. And uh, what I meant by that is I just felt like, you know, this uh, was referring to just God forming us into the people he wants us to be. And so, yes, that is part of the good work that he's doing within us. But uh, the first part is something we cannot miss. We cannot miss this. And this is something I missed for years as a believer. But uh, this good work that God does within us is he changes the way we think. You see, because at our conversion in Christ, folks, we are complete through our union with Christ. We are forgiven. You know, we're forgiven people. We are right with God. We have new hearts. We are perfect in the Father's sight. And the Father has to teach us through the Holy Spirit so we can not only know this, but understand, meaning experience this. After we have a change of thinking, we'll be able to experience this, of course. Paul said, don't be uh, copying the customs of this world, the behaviors of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind so you can be, uh, uh, you know, transformed. Let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. And that's Romans 12, 2. New Living Translation. So Paul is saying, don't copy the patterns of this world, but, but let God transform you by the renewing of your mind and uh, by the way you think. Okay? So God is going to change the way we think about some things. Remember that uh, changing the way we think starts with forgiveness. Did you know that Jesus, when he went to a cross, he forgave all of our sins? In fact, for years, I used to ask and ask God for forgiveness as a believer in Christ, even after accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. So I'd keep track of those records. I'd keep records of my wrongs, and, and I would make sure to confess them and ask God for forgiveness so I could be forgiven and right with him once again. Well, if you do that, you're never forgiven. You're never right with God, are you? And so <clears throat> we're going to talk a little bit about, first of all, changing the way we think about past tense forgiveness. And I'm going to read Ephesians 1.7 to you. This is in the NIRV version. I like that translation here the best because we see there that when Paul speaks here, he's speaking in the past tense, meaning this is the way it's going to go. We have been set free because of what Christ has done. Through his blood our sins have been forgiven. We have been set free. See those, so there's three things to look at there. 
change the way our thinking, change the way we think is, is this. We have been set free because of what he has done. And through the blood, our sins have been forgiven. Not getting forgiven little by little, have been forgiven once for all time. Yes, even your future sins have been forgiven. You see, God's grace is so rich. See, we have been set free because of that. Another thing to look at is we are righteous. The Greek word for righteous, folks, is dikaios, and it means to be right in the eyes of God, or one who is such as he ought to be. And completely acceptable to God. Okay? And so Romans 3.22 says, We are made right with God by believing in Christ Jesus. It is no different for the Jews than for the Gentiles. Okay? So to activate the righteousness of God, which is life in Christ, and experience this reality is to have a change of thinking. See? That's all. John 6.28, the disciples were sitting with Jesus one day, and this was before the cross, and uh, he was actually preparing them for the new covenant of what was to come and how to access what he was going to accomplish. And he uh, said this, they replied, the disciples replied to Jesus, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? And Jesus replied this, this is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 28 and 29. This is how Jesus replied. He said, This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one that he has sent. You see there? Just believe. The word believe in the Greek language is pisteo. And this is a, a verb. It's an action word. And so meaning to actively accept or put confidence in one or to trust one okay and so it's actively it means to actively accept what Jesus Christ has accomplished accomplished and so in him we are made right with God that's once for all time folks we are right with God all the time if you're in Christ today, to all who receive him, to them who believe in his name, Jesus Christ, God has given us the right to be called children of God. And so if you're a child of God now in Christ, you are right with God all the time. Okay? And so another uh, another uh, verse to look at is uh, is uh, 1 Corinthians 1.30, where we see it, it was the very life that we were placed in that uh, was God's righteousness and made us right with God. It says there in 1 Corinthians 1.30, He, speaking of the Holy Spirit, has united you into Christ Jesus for your benefit. He has become wisdom itself. Christ has made you right with God. He has made you holy, set you apart. And so there, right there, you see that uh, that's why we are right with God. And this is what we mean by having a change of thinking. You see, to be right with God, to be forgiven and right with God, requires nothing on our behavior or performance. It has nothing to do with that. It's all about what Jesus did in his death, burial, and resurrection. Remember, he died for us so he could give his life to us, so he can live his life through us.
Now, Romans 3.24 says, The free gift of God's grace makes all of us right with him. Christ Jesus paid the price to set us free. See, God made right with himself those who believe, meaning trust in Jesus. Okay? Not efforts. Not human efforts. Self-reliance. Remember, we have a new heart. So we need to have a change of thinking. God will change the way we think about this new heart that we have. Ezekiel 36.26 tells us, And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. Folks, this heart that uh, Ezekiel is referring to today, in today's time, uh, if you're in Christ, is the old man you used to be. Romans 6.6, 6, Paul refers to the old heart this way, The old self has been crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with. And so that old sinful nature that you had in Adam before Christ is done away with. It's cut away. There's a few more. There's Colossians 3.3, 3, For you have died, and your life is now hidden in Christ. Okay? Galatians 5.24, Anyone who belongs to Christ has crucified the sinful nature with its appetites and its desires. Okay, and a tender, new, responsive heart, meaning life in Christ. Okay, and so the Greek word for heart is cardia. Many of you are familiar with the word cardia because it has something to do with the heart. And, uh, you know, we do cardio exercise to exercise the heart. But it means the ruling center of the whole person. Okay, not just the spirit, but the spirit, the soul, and the body. Okay, it's the ruling center of the whole person, the spring of all desires. So this is why we have a desire, folks, if you're in Christ, to do what's right. You see, anything else is gonna you're gonna have inner conflict if you uh, allow sin in. It's gonna bring inner conflict, and so this is where God changes our way of thinking. He actually gets us to a place where we actually have a desire to please Him. And so according to the Bible, the heart is the center, not only the spiritual, not of spiritual activity, but of all the operations of human life, okay? Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews 10, verse 14, we want to take a look at that because we are perfect in the Father's sight. Did you know that? See, this is another area where God wants to change our way of thinking. He wants us to know that we are perfect in His sight. How is that possible? After all, I've, I've sinned so much. I was such a horrible person. Even as a Christian, I haven't really been that great. I really haven't been a good Christian. Well, Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews 10, 14, tells us this in the Message Bible. It was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. Folks, when Jesus went up on that cross, he took our dirty rags and he gave us his clean robe. So when God sees us, it's, as, it's just as if he sees his own son. As Christ is, so also are we in this world, in him. You see, that's why the Father can look at us and say, you're perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. The world will tell you all kinds of things that are wrong with you, won't they? The doctor will tell you all kinds of things that are wrong with you. I know they do that with me. Every time I go to the doctor, I hate going to the doctor because they always tell me I'm fat and broken. <laughs> True story. 
but to the Father, we are always perfect to Him. Remember, the moment we were placed in Christ, we became perfect to God, our Father. This has nothing to do with performance or behavior. Okay. In conclusion, renewing the mind also includes understanding God's purpose for problems. Now, we are not exempt from problems. We're going to have problems, and uh, we're going to have trials. Jesus promised them, and he said, In me is peace, but in this world you'll have tribulation. Fancy word for Satan's work. But remember, in him is peace. Okay, But there is, uh, you know, we do have to understand that when we read, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. You know, he is going to take problems and he will use them. He will use trials in our lives. Okay, so we never want to get, you know, we never want to ask the question as we're in discipleship course. Uh, we don't want to ask these questions, uh, you know, why is this happening? We want to ask questions like, what, Father, what can I learn in this time? See, the Greek word for good work is argon. And its meaning is to, to accomplish a work. You see, Romans 8.29 tells us that God is going to conform us into the likeness of His Son, Jesus. And He needs problems to do this. And that's what it means. God is in the process of forming us into the people He wants us to be in. Our image for Christ's image. Argon, it's a, it's a deed or an action that carries out, completes an inner desire intention or purpose and so this desire to want to be led by the spirit as children of God is going to come and uh, that's part of it too where we see that this good work that God is going to do in us is he's going to change our way of thinking and be spirit led and not carnal not carnal led meaning flesh he doesn't want us to live from the flesh he wants us to be led by the spirit as children of God so that's another thing. Another thing is he's going to reveal Christ in us, the hope of glory, through trials and problems. Philippians 2.13 is going to tell us this, For it is God in you that gives you a desire and a power to do what pleases him. Okay. So he's given us a desire. This work that he's doing, not only is he changing the way we think, but he's given us a desire to do what? Well, to love people. Okay? to love people and he is the power to do this to love people through us remember what disobedience is in the, in the Bible disobedience in the Bible is living a self-reliant life it's saying I have this I got this I can do this I don't need any help uh, obedience is actually dependence on Christ and that's very humbling to need Christ to live and uh, remember, problems help God accomplish His will and purpose in our lives. So we could be going left, you know, and He wants us to go right. And a lot of times these problems will help Him and help us push us over to a place where we trust in Him to lead us and guide us with our lives. So the purpose of problems, what are the purpose of problems? Well, problems are designed by God to take us to Him. Okay, we have a great example with David in Psalms 18.6. Now, if you have this down, you have 90% of the answer uh, solved. 
for why God allows problems and how he uses them. David said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and he heard my cry. Now, folks, this is a picture of picking up your phone and calling somebody when you're in distress and asking for help. Okay. When David does this, notice in uh, Psalms 23, 1, just a few chapters over, he says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Be encouraged. This has been God is doing a good work within you. God bless you.